Welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It's Tuesday, and Tuesday means comedy, variety, and drama. And today is going to be comedy day. Today we have an episode of Command Performance from 1947. Command Performance was never heard in the United States of America. So if you lived in the good old days of radio in 1947, if you are elderly enough <laughs> to, to have lived and listened to radio in 1947 in the United States of America, you could not hear this program. However, if you were stationed in the armed forces or overseas, you could, by shortwave, by transcription, as they say. And command performance was done as a result of the need for programming to go to, for, for programming from the United States to go to the servicemen serving overseas. Now, World War II was over at this point, but there were still plenty of people uh, serving in the armed forces worldwide. And so they continued the show up until the early 50s, I believe, when they finally pulled the plug on it. But command performance was based on requests from the soldiers themselves written in. I don't think they phoned them in. I think they were written in to uh, Armed Forces Radio Service suggesting what stars and what personalities they most wanted to hear on, one, on a command performance radio show. So for this particular one, the stars are Judy Canova and Mel Blanc. Judy Canova, may, that name may mean nothing to you. You may know her daughter, who I will get into at the end of the podcast, but uh, you don't probably know Judy Canova. But Judy Canova was like a kind of like a hillbilly comedy star. I'm not even sure she was a hillbilly, but they made her out to be like a hillbilly comedy star. She had her own radio program for a while, The Judy Canova Show. She made a bunch of kind of B or C budget movies, and then she kind of went away. Mel Blanc, of course, was the voice of Bugs Bunny and a gazillion other cartoons. If you watched any cartoons in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 80s, you heard Mel Blanc doing something. He was everywhere. In fact, some cartoons, he's the entire cartoon doing all the voices. So uh, the voice of Mel Blanc will certainly be familiar to you. On this particular show, they do one of my favorite skits from her radio show. Every other week on her radio show, she would do a little kind of a skit called Ma and Pa, based on a couple characters that um, Fred Fox, who was a longtime comedy writer uh, in, in Hollywood, created these characters for Judy Canova called Ma and Pa. And I would bet that Fred Fox wrote this particular episode as well. We'll see if they give him credit at the end. In any case, it, they're, they're quite funny, and I think they hold up quite well. So from August 5th, 1947, here is Command Performance. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till you're home from the hospitals and back from over there. Command performance. 
Hi, gang. This is Gene Baker bringing you another command performance. Yes, sir, 30 crowded minutes filling those orders mailed to us pair of Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And running the works tonight is one of your favorites. Stand by PFC Bob Hawley in Japan, Private Elmer Thompson in Austria, and all you other guys, here's your choice, the vivacious Judy Canova. Catalina and boated around. Well, I went out with my boyfriend. <laughs> well, what did you do? Uh, we bust to Griffith Park, bicycle to the stables, and then we horsed around. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Judy, did you have fun? Did we have fun? Yeah, you, you know something, Gene? I rode my horse bare tail. 
No, 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 Judy. You mean you rode bareback. Uh-uh, bare-tail. Bareback? Mr. Baker, you ride your way, and I'll hang on wherever I catch a hold. <laughs> yes, sir, we, we rode 14 miles to the beach. 14 miles, a long ride. That's amazing for you, a tenderfoot. Oh, foot! <laughs> that ain't where I'm tender. <laughs> Sure nice down there at the beach. Well, Judy, how did you find the water? Oh, I just looked under the garbage, and there it was. <laughs> but, Gene, Gene, what, what I like about the beach is that everybody's so friendly down there. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, you take Clark Gable. He was down there. We got awful chummy. I smiled at him, and then he smiled at me, and I smiled at him. Yes, and then? He busted right out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, gosh, Judy, what followed? What'd you say? I say, what followed? I did. <laughs> then Clark wished me a lot of luck. He said he hoped I'd make a lot of money in the life insurance business. You sure he said that? Well, I guess that's what he meant. He told me to drop dead. <laughs> and, Gene, I want to tell you, my bathing suit started a big commotion. Really? Yeah, I made it myself. One of them newfangled polka dot outfits, you know. Ooh, I'll bet it was daring. Uh, what kind of cloth did you use? Oh, no cloth, just polka dots. <laughs> uh, well, wearing nothing but polka dots, did you resemble the famous polka dot girl, Chili Williams? Oh, not exactly Chili. Well, then who? Shake hands with quick frozen Canova. <laughs> oh, but enough about me. Gang, I want you to meet a wonderful guy. In honor of all you fellas up there at Antietam, Alaska, we bring in the fellow with a thousand voices, the star of his own program, a familiar character on other top shows, the voice of an emulated cartoon, and here he is. What's up, Dad? Mel Blanc! Hi, everybody, and to you fellas up in Antietam... <laughs> Mel, you caught cold. What did you do today? Oh, I, I had trouble when I went swimming. I got out in the water and I yelled for help. And I got such a grip on a lifeguard, they had to knock me out. Three times I wrestled with lifeguards. Three times they had to knock me out. Then I stopped trying. Why? No more nerves? Oh, no more strength. <coughs> no more muscle. <coughs> no more... <coughs> no more lady lifeguards. Uh, you, uh... Say, Judy, this guy does well-known characters on the air. Why, sure, Gene. Now, for instance, on Burns and Allen, I'll bet you love their friend, the postman. The postman? Oh, he's that big, muscular, aggressive guy. Hello, you happy people. <laughs> Why, here's the postman now. Oh, my goodness, Mr. Postman, I see you have your arm in a sling. Yeah, I'm married, you know. <laughs> I think I have a letter for you in this pocket, Miss Canova. Pocket? Mr. Postman, you should have brought your bag. Nothing doing. She broke my arm. She's had enough fun for one day. <laughs> what a woman. She tried using Edna Hopper mud pack on her face, and people said it made quite an improvement. Well, hasn't that improved the disposition? No, they still run away screaming when she takes it off. <laughs> well, I, I can't find your letter, Miss Canova, but cheer up. It was probably such awfully bad news that if you got it, you'd feel like shooting yourself. 
Well, goodbye, Mr. Postman. Goodbye, and remember, keep smiling. And then Gene then Mel did a bunch of special shows for Armed Forces Radio. He was a befuddled character named... Uh, hello, I'm a I'm I'm a private chat tag. <laughs> but sad sack, you're out of the army now. What business are you in? perfume. I'm with the lady yesterday. I'm with Knight and Pat and Knight and Chanel number Chanel number I'm raising a stink of my own. Perfume business keeping you busy? Oh yeah, I'm putting corks on all of my uh, perfume bottles. What for? Well, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm saving. I'm, I'm being a kind of I'm, I'm keeping my business out of other people's noses. <laughs> and that Gene Baker is just a sample of what Mel Blank can do. Hey, sounds like a very talented fellow. Uh, but, Judy, since you like me so much, suppose you and I step outside and do a little necking. I should neck with you. Well, I know you're impressed by me. The first time I was on your show, you looked me over and said, what a man. No, not exactly, Mel. I said, what, a man? <laughs> Uh, and next on the program? <laughs> <laughs> next, Mel, we're taking care of a flock of music requests. We figured the best way to do that was to bring in a fella from 20th Century Fox who's tops with the game. Well, sir, he doesn't need orchids for me to earn himself a nice welcome. All I got to say is, here he is, gang, Dave Street. Thank you very much, Judy, and hello again, everybody. I'd like to sing a song that has lasted down through the years. And if I may, I'd like to dedicate it to the three musketeers, Narcisse, Taylor, and Johns at the Battle Mountain Hospital in Hot Springs. Michelle, sit down. <laughs> like a haunting refrain And I find you spinning round in my brain Like the bubbles in a glass of champagne You go to my head Like a sip of sparkling burgundy brew And I find the very mention of you Like the or two. The thrill of a thought that you might give a thought to my queen has to spell over me. Still I say to myself, get a hold of yourself. Can't you see that it never can be? You go to my head with a smile that makes my temperature rise. 
Like a summer with a thousand July You intoxicate my soul with your eyes Though I'm certain that this heart of mine Hasn't a ghost of a chance In this crazy romance You go to my head You go to my head Though I'm certain That this heart of mine hasn't the ghost of a chance in this crazy Take away their good looks, their physique, their manners, their personality, or their money, and what do you got? You. <laughs> uh, I'll take five. Say, uh, Judy, we ought to be taking care of tonight's big request, remember? Oh, yes. Pardon me for talking in your face, Senorita. Why, it's my old friend Pedro. I'm sorry to be late, but I was stuck in the elevator. <laughs> In the elevator, six beautiful, gorgeous redheads were crushed up against me. Crushed up against you? Why, that must have been awful. <laughs> well, uh, what did you do? Well, what would any hot-blooded young man do? I stuck them with a hat team. <laughs> Senorita, can you find me a new girl? A girl? Pedro, have you busted up with your wife? Well, she did all the busting. Her, I call my little Hoover vacuum cleaner. Why, Pedro? She beats me as she sweeps the floor with me as she cleans out my pesos. Well, I bet she'd be nicer to you if you took her out dancing once in a while. Dancing? We look so silly, senorita. She is bow-legged. I am not me. When we dance, we look like a mixed master. <laughs> Now, Pedro, she can't be that bow-legged. Oh, no. Rosalita is so squat. When we are out in the dance floor, she still looks like she is sitting one out. <laughs> well, let's skip it. Oh, no, senorita. I am not as dumb as you look. <laughs> I have to go out and get boiled. Get boiled? Why? Well, today I read a book. It is called How to Cook Yourself. 
up in hot water. Sí. Well, saludos, amigo. And a salad and a meatball to you too, Paige. <laughs> take time out to fill a special command. A fellow known only as Guardhouse Pete wants to hear his most favorite sound in the Army, the adjutant's call. Maestro? Number by Michelle Perrier and the Armed Forces Orchestra. Michelle requested it. Well, <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, you come from a pioneer family, don't you? That's us. Every time my family eats pie, they get it in the ears. <laughs> but, you know, I, I sort of like to think back and remember Ma saying to Pa, she says to him, she says... <laughs> Wake up, Pa. Wake up, you lazy critter. Ooh, I'm tired, Ma. Pa, you're downright lazy. You never do nothing. No, but I'm persistent. I keep at it all day long. <laughs> pa, here's a cup of coffee. I'll have you soup in a minute. Oh, Ma. What's in this coffee? Drink it, Pa. It'll get your eyes open. Whatever's in this coffee's got its eyes open, too. <laughs> What's in the coffee, Paul? A grasshopper. Well, leave him be, Paul. He's trying to thaw out. He's in the ice cream yesterday. <laughs> Ma, you know something? 
What, Paul? The roof's leaking again. How do you know? I finished my soup three times. Start over again. <laughs> pa, we'll have to speak to Grandpa. He's been a stealing cheese out of the pantry again. How do you know, Ma? He's outside trying to get the rat crap off of his nose. <laughs> Make him come in the kitchen and take it all. No, Ma. When he smells what's cooking, he'll be glad to keep it on. Pa, <laughs> we got to speak to Grandma, too. She's done tucked his smoking again. Well, what's wrong with that, Ma? Grandma, inhale. A lot of people inhale, Ma. I know, but Grandma don't exhale. (laughs) What did she do with the smoke? I never asked her. I figured that's her own business. (laughs) Look, Ma, here comes Judy's dumb boyfriend, Lukey, up on the porch. Howdy, Luke. (laughs) Oh, howdy, folks. Say, did you hear... Did uh, you? Uh, 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 Slow down, down little boy. Slow down. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Luke? Oh, well, uh, gosh. I was so excited coming to court. <laughs> I fell down in your hog pan. <laughs> That's all right, Lukey. We was going to clean it anyway. (laughs) Lukey, did you hear that they found a dead man in the woods who looked just like you? Oh, gosh. Was he wearing a pair of corduroy pants? Yep. Well, was he wearing a pair of high-button shoes? Yep. Well, was he wearing a red flannel shirt? No. Oh, boy, that's good then it weren't me. <laughs> Lukey, how come you're courting Judy so much now? Oh, I stopped going with that half-breed girl down in the horror. Half-breed? Yeah, she can only breathe through one nostril. <laughs> Court duty right now. Hot dingy dongies. I sure do love that girl.
don't marry Lugini. Some women marry men and think they have something, and it ends up nothing. I'm sure glad I married you, Pa. You never disappointed me. You had nothing right from the start. Well, anyway, I'm... I'm holding my own. (laughs) But that's married life, Ma. Yep, that's the way it is, Pa. The man is the father and the woman is the mother. It's always been like that. We're sure in a rut, ain't we? Oh, for old time's sake, why don't you kiss me like you used to? Let me see if I can muster up a pucker. Now, <laughs> oh, let's try her. <coughs> Help! I'm dying! Don't stand there looking so red-faced and innocent, Pa. Hand back my jaw at the back. <laughs> and now, Judy, how about your goodnight song for PFC Tom Capamp of the 3118 Signal Service Group in Frankfurt, Germany? If I had my life to live over, I'd do the same thing again. I'd still water home near the place we call home, where my was fine, Judy, but now I think we've jammed as much into this show as there was room for. Oh, we really had a mess of talent, didn't we? Uh-huh. The Canova Chords came in to help me out. Our actor friend, Joe Kearns. Judy Canova, Dave Street, Gene Baker. And the one and only Mel Blank. Thanks for asking us in, gang. It's a privilege. Yeah, and it's fun, too. Lots of luck, fellas. 
Good night, all. Good night. This program was arranged with the aid of the Hollywood Coordinating Committee. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Back from the days when you could uh, make gentle fun of different uh, types of people and not uh, cause the whole world to panic and say you were being prejudiced against somebody or whatever. Judy and Mel Blank, they're making fun of hillbilly older people and Mel Blank making fun of uh, the Mexican Mexican character Pedro. Mel Blank also did a similar character on the Jack Benny show to great effect and just fun stuff and very well written by Fred Fox, who got no credit at the end, but I'm sure he did it because he was the chief writer for Judy Canova. Fred also wrote the Paps Blue Ribbon Town show for Groucho Marx and a number of other things. Judy Canova died in 1983. Her daughter, Diana Canova, you may have seen her on a bunch of different 80s sitcoms, none of which are in rerun today, so I don't even need to mention the names of them. But uh, she was also on several episodes of Murder, She Wrote, and that is still in syndication, so you may recognize her from there, Diana Canova, who is still with us. At least uh, that's what I understand from all this uh, research we do while we're listening to the radio shows. (laughs) Anyway, go to goodolddaysofradio.com for our website and the Good Old Days of Radio show on Facebook. That will do it for now. We'll be back on Thursday with some adventure programming and back next Tuesday with more variety and comedy. Until then, this is John Tefteller saying goodbye.